0: And welcome back to the show where Dino and Ray. Richie Callender joins us, as always, on a Sunday morning. Rich, good morning. And huge news in England literally in the last couple of hours – a twenty million dollar Everest, extraordinary stuff, and the new five million dollar Wait for Age race on Everest Day, called the King Charles the Third Stakes. Richie, good morning. What's your take on all of this? Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Bordock. Yeah, look,
1: uh, I think the twenty million dollar Everest is always going to come. I, I think you mentioned that when Peter announced back in two thousand and seventeen. The the rumours have been around about the King Charles and. Uh, Yeah, look, I think they've been meeting with uh, the King for a little while now through Johnny Warren and and Chris and the like. But, you know, look, it's all about promoting New South Wales Racing. Look, it's always good to say, what about this? What about that? We could spend it elsewhere. No doubt. And There's a lot of plans on the table that are happening. We'll never knock back when there's more money to be spent that goes back to the participants and those that work. 24 hours a day, and I think what you've rightly said, the halo effect, it it does generate more turnover throughout a 12-month period by having these big races. And now, in the last uh, five or six years, since a lot of the the state uh, funding has blown up and it's now uh, an old motto, catch and kill your own, you generate the money in your state, you get the reward. Racing New off Wales and Peter uh, have got to make sure our turnover and our... Of, uh, eyeballs are on New South Wales racing. Peter's got a responsibility to New South Wales. He hasn't got a responsibility to Adelaide or to Western Australia, to Melbourne, to Queensland, like their their state bodies, and they're solely focused on, as in, the, as is their charter, uh, as a governing bo- as a governing body of racing. South Wales is to mm. solely concentrate on New South Wales racing, and that's what they're doing. And in the and in the, in the, in the while other states are looking at cup prize money. New South Wales continues to soar. Hey, Rich, what do you think the flow-on effects will be for New South Wales racing? Well, Bulldog, I'm lucky enough to have two girls that are in that age bracket that we're trying to uh, generate, which is I've got a 21-year-old and I've got an 18-year-old girl. Uh, yes, they've grown up on races. Every, Ray's known my little girl since they little kids if so they kids. come in the press room.
0: Beautiful daughters. But the, yeah. the
1: bonus is seeing their yeah. friends who have really shown no interest in racing. Our biggest worry in, in racing, let me tell you, is poker machines. They're the biggest concern we've got. I was at a function the other day uh, at a carrying bar bulldog for D-LAR and a young table of 20-year-olds couldn't wait for the function finished to go to the poker machine room. We've got to get them following horse racing and having my daughters and having being able to research off their friends, they talk about the Everest. Uh, I can always say, look, I've grown up watching the Melbourne Cup. It was the race, even although I was in a New South Wales school, we only watched one race a year it was the Melbourne Cup. Well, these next generations of kids don't know the Melbourne Cup. They think that pepper pig's the most popular pig ever. (laughs) They've never heard of porky pig. We've got to get things nowadays and the Everest and maybe the King Charles is what will get the next generation following racing. Uh,
0: One thing he has done with this announcement is the timing of it and the location. It has created headlines, as we just heard from Peter Blandy's in England. They've got huge... Um, english and european media coverage at this function again it just he has a way of attracting attention and focus onto sydney racing and whether you agree with it or not that's when all those other the halo effect happens for the sport rich
1: well uh, where a lot of people might may not realize and being in the position i mean i get to now understand it a bit more than i used to ray is that the, the turnover and the the, the wagering money that, we're, that Race in New South Wales is now generating through the United States is incredible. Mm. Uh, so you can only imagine what it's going to do in Europe now with the way that it's structured and the taxes that flow back to the... the the this country, but not just the state that's putting the show on. So it's the same thing that Puddy spoke about with Rugby League, with Bulldog in relation to Vegas. It's all about generating the, you know, the increase in wagering in the United States that flows back to the NRL. And it's the same thing in racing. So although I'll be cheering for every New South Wales trone and every New South Wales horse, bring the, let the Pommies, let the Yanks, get them all come, I'll be just cheering for the home bodies. But it'll be certainly great attention on our spring carnival and, it's been going to happen for a long time. The spring's the place to be. Melbourne, Victoria had that for such a long period, and they had it alone. And it was like that no one else was allowed to go in. It was like that you go to a house and have the big watch out for the dog. You think, oh, I won't go in there. No one was allowed to generate their turnover during the spring. Mm, mm. But once we got out of rugby league and AFL season, everyone said, well, you not here? this here. This is the Holy Grail. All eyes are on. And now, of course, the Golden Eagle, the Flow on the King Charles, it's, is, is there a need to go anywhere bar staying home?
0: No, exactly.
1: Rich, what took your eye at Ramick yesterday? What took my eye at Ramick yesterday was Queenmaker sitting deep and running second <laughs> yeah. Bulldog. Massive uh, run. <laughs> massive run. Geez, you know what? It, it just goes to show, um, I think in racing, we've got a lot of eyes that go on the two-year-old races and uh, and what happens. But, geez, horses are like humans. They develop at different stages and Makers now. I think she's a 4 about about turned five. She's, mm. I think, getting better, and I think yep. that's uh, the, the best. But look, I think we saw a, a, a few good performances yesterday. But it was I thought the the highway winner for Wayne Carroll down at Wagga? Wayne's had a tough six months, and to see the great man, the former the former Sydney Swans, they won by seven thousand yesterday, <laughs> and, for him, and for him to win the highway and the
0: resurgence of young Daniel Beasley. He doesn't age. He's 48, Danny. I know he won't mind me saying so, but he doesn't look any different when he was 25 and he's riding as well, if not better than ever, Rich. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It was good to see Danny a couple
1: of weeks ago when I was down at Wagga and uh, yeah, you might have one or two, maybe three more wrinkles than he had (laughs) 20 years ago. (laughs) But I tell you what, you'd pick him out of a lineup from the oh. same picture twenty years ago as today.
0: Exactly, Chris Lee's had a big day. You called it. it was terrific in the Civic Stakes. Another example of how the Australian bloodstock boys just get it right. Chris was telling me they source this horse from the South Island in New Zealand. They find them anywhere, and capped off a big day for Chris because he also had Luncy's perfectly placed in that Tats Cup at Eagle Farm.
1: And i tell you what I loved about Lunacy's, uh, Lunacy's, whatever they want to call it, Ray, with Tim Clark. (laughs) I just reckon, and you like this, I reckon Chris Lee's instructions to Tim Clark, when you make a run on him, can you pull him out the middle of the track so he can't see any other horse, so he thinks he's just having a gallop and he doesn't get terrified when he hits the lead. Hmm. Yeah, it it was his race to win. It was great to see it win. It's been over a, a couple of years and, it just goes to show that Chris Lees he's got a smaller number than he probably had two year ago, but he just keeps winning feature races and big races, Chris Lees. He's it's a wonderful amazing, trainer. Yeah.
0: Hey, Rich just funny, our talk topic today is shock exits. When this is my last show for a while, I might not be coming back, so it could be a shock exit. But have you got one top of your head, mate? A shock exit. Well, I'm, I'm hoping it's not the Sydney Swifts who were robbed last Ooh, night. <laughs> overtime loss. Week. Overtime loss, yeah. Oh, what's the
1: best? They were robbed. They were robbed. Don't worry about that. There's a bad call into the, the third quarter. The umpire calls it that it goes over the third. Not even close. It was just a horror call. Anyway, shock exit. Oh, I don't know. I will say one thing, Bulldog. I was at Litcomb over yesterday afternoon watching the New South Wales Cup. West play. The Bulldogs are on top of the table. They, they kicked a field goal with two seconds to go, the Bulldogs, to draw 15-all. They were very lucky. Terrific. A shock exit? Yeah. yeah. Bulldog getting the tap on the shoulder Monday and saying, <laughs> your time's up. Well, mate, Ray's not here, and I am. So if I'm backing anybody, <laughs> he's will me in. He's
0: running the show, Rich. I'm just you. sharpening my knife as we talk,
1: Rich. Oh, there, Ray. I found one. <laughs> yeah. It was 18 months ago. It was the Oriental Hotel at Mudgee. I remember when Bulldog didn't see the shock exit coming when security tapped him. <laughs> Anyway, you've Too many had your beers, fun.
0: Dino? <laughs> hey Rich, good on you, mate. Take care and we'll we'll talk when we get back, mate. Well,
1: hopefully you get back, right. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> good, good on you. There's See Rich you going thanks so much.